Hello everybody, welcome to Not Another Isekai episode 2. Um, should I be saying the episode numbers? Because <laughs> I feel like like at some point I'm going to forget. Um, episode 2, I'm Tyler, and uh, this, is the, this is the show where we talk about the currently airing anime. You know, what you should be watching, what you shouldn't be watching. Um, how many are isekai? Probably too many. That's, that's, that's the case with every season. <laughs> too many isekai. Um, and yeah, today we got a good episode, right? We're coming off the heels of last episode, obviously. And, uh, the most anime staying pretty strong this season. Um, you know, this season is a pretty, pretty tough one. You know, a, a pretty tough one. This one adds a lot of anime that I think are going to go down as, like, some of the best anime of the entire year. And right at the end of the year, you know, I wonder if studios plan that in any sense, you know. I wonder how much studios care about like um like awards you know like like there isn't really like a anime awards necessarily but you know how there's like the oscars and stuff like i'm sure a lot of movies like to have been released later on in the year because then you kind of remember them right um it's the same thing with like uh you know the whole recency bias right you know you you drop your album at a certain time of the year right before the grammys you know, uh, you you publish your video game quarter four, so you get that sweet, sweet video game awards recognition. I wonder if anime does that as well. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we're going to be talking about some anime today. Um, yeah, let's get into it, right? So let's start with Spy Family Season 2. Updated the graphic, too, if you're watching on YouTube. Remember last time I uh, didn't write Season 2 at the bottom, so it's very important to me. <laughs> um but yeah, Spy Family Season 2, we're talking about Episode 3 today. I'm going to try to say the episode numbers at the top, because I was very bad at that last time. Spy Family Season 2, Episode 3. Um, this is one where we left off, and Lloyd was about to shoot the dog. I totally forgot, because again, I've, I've read the manga, so I totally forgot if like if he actually does that. <laughs> but he, he doesn't, he doesn't. He shoots the bomb jacket off the dog, which is great. It's so Twilight, where it's like precise, you know? Where I'm sure a, a lesser spy would have just taken the dog out and been like you know that's that's how it is you know i'm sorry but that's how it is um there was a lot of action this episode and then some like heartfelt stuff as well which is i think one of the best things about spy family uh spy x family um because we start off a lot of action like i said your your continues to be the scariest <laughs> character in this whole show because she like she like kicked a car off the road like she spun around kicked the side of the car like on the on the passenger door basically as it was coming at her spun around dodged it kicked the side of the door so that it careened off and hit like a like a telephone pole crazy like the strength <laughs> like the crazy strength that has to be like it <laughs> needed for something like that is absolutely wild um so again your yours is the one again it, it goes back to season one as well where um you know, if you remember drunk your when she was like play fighting with lloyd when they were doing their whole uh like bond man like recreation thing as a as a as a present to anya basically um she was lethal like if she like <laughs> given given maybe a few more minutes your might have killed lloyd in that you know in that in that moment we don't know um 
But yeah, so we move on a little further. We got Anya threaten Lloyd to keep the dog. Um, Anya is very smart. You know, she is still a kid, which I think so far has been played very well um, as a character because while she is telepathic and she can read minds, she is still a child. You know, so we see that eke out every now and again. Um, but 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 her being very clever in this moment is her being like, I'm gonna be bad at school. And Lloyd is like, Why are you talking about school? What are you? Why, why why is that all of a sudden? But because Anya knows, like Anya knows that Lloyd has a mission. And Lloyd's a spy. He has a mission. He has to keep her in school, get them Stella stores, save the world, <laughs> basically. Um, and so so Anya knows exactly where to hit Lloyd in in, in that moment. And um, uh, let's see what else they did. We had, we had some crazy flashbacks too to to Bond, who we now know the dog is now named Bond, which is perfect. Um, we, we had some crazy flashbacks there too with Bond kind of reliving what happened to him when when he was being tortured and all that. And it's awful, you know. Like I think I think I mentioned it last episode as well, but that's like one of the worst things you can do as a character, as a villain in any piece of media, is like hurt animals. You know, I would say dogs especially because people, you know, people just associate dogs with being happy and like carefree and like lovable and obviously they're pets, you know, so like hurting a dog in a movie or a show or something is like, like number one offense. <laughs> and so all this like torture of like barely feeding it and like electrocuting it and like being like, oh, I don't care if it dies because there's going to be another one. That's like immediately like like after season one like you know there's like terrorists and whatever and like you know terrorists bad right terrorists equal bad <laughs> but with them hurting dogs it's like oh no okay you are worse than any terrorism group that has ever existed <laughs> um so there's that <laughs> and um let's see and then and then pretty much moving on to the more like heartfelt side of things um and the more like you know comedic aspect of this show is uh you know damien was not impressed with dog you know damien has this real like sundere energy <laughs> and uh it's, it's it's really funny you know whenever him and anya have any sort of interaction and so um you know he said oh whatever and that like destroyed anya and then he didn't like that anya was like super upset so he was like, oh, whatever, like, like, you know, what's, what's the name? You know, I guess, I guess I don't mind asking you what the name is. And she didn't have a name. So she just said dog. And it's like, come on, Yanya, you, you gotta be better than that. You gotta do better than that. Come on. Um, and then, um, it, it, it was also really cute, you know, later on in the, in the episode when Anya was asking all the other pet owners, like, how did you name your dog? You know, cause she, she looked at, she doesn't know. She's never had a pet before. She came up with dog she came up with peanuts you know like her her friend i forget what her friend's name is but was basically just throwing down all of her ideas of like this isn't good <laughs> you should just let your mom and dad name your dog um you know so she i mean again kind of clever to be like okay well i'm gonna gather data i gather data and i'm gonna ask other people hey how'd you how'd you name your dog what's, what's your dog's name you know she came up with an awful set of names after that but it's you know the the, the logic the scientific method is there um and, and, and moving on to even more sad stuff like Lloyd is still thinking about the eventual end of this family like you can tell he's getting attached um, you know earlier on he definitely wasn't it was just a mission but you can tell now like he, he kind of does care and like he is kind of entrenched in the emotional connection to both Yor and Anya and um, you know again I don't want to spoil anything but like I believe you know because again like I don't want to spoil anything but like I, 
<laughs> I read this earlier part so long ago that I don't even really remember how it, how it pans out. But, um, you know, I believe that continues to happen where like you're, you know, not that Lloyd shirks on his responsibilities, but like he, he does get more and more attached and it does feel more like a family. And even the, what was her name? Like commander or something. You can tell that she can tell, you know, and she's like, oh, like he, you know, he's caring about them. They're caring about him. It's, it's a whole thing. Um, and then Anya named him Bond. Yeah. Which is perfect. Right. Like what else was she going to name him? Again, like peanuts, peanuts, a close second, <laughs> a close second to her favorite thing in the world. But we got Bond and it makes sense. You know, we got the tie. He got the little glove things. It's great. Um, so, yeah, episode three of season two, Spy Family, I think was a nice continuation. Um, we got a new member of the family, which is always fun. And um, yeah, I mean, even in the background, which it's, it's funny to think that you almost push the east and west stuff to the back of your mind like it's almost pushed like the b plot <laughs> of you know of the story but um yeah we did get more of that of like moves are happening moves are being made you know um so we'll see you know again it's continue it's going to continue on you know we'll see if uh, you know if the dog actually brings any sort of usefulness in terms of being connected with damien and all that um and uh yeah good stuff good stuff man spy family's always solid you know like you, you can always count on it um, next, we got My Hero Academia Season 6, Episodes 3 and 4. So, 3 and 4. Doubled up on this one because I missed Episode 3. Um, this one, a lot of stuff happened. I think I like these two episodes more than I like the previous two episodes, even though Mirko, Mirko is the best character so far in the season. Um, but in these couple episodes, it got dark. You know, it, it got real dark, especially with Twice and Hawks. You know, Twice felt very betrayed by Hawks. Um, you know, Twice has his whole thing where he's messed up a bunch of times. And he's just trying to, like, hang out with everyone almost. <laughs> you know, but he is kind of seen as a failure. And, um, you know, he, he, you know, he even talked about how, like, this sort of thing happened to him before. Where he trusted someone and got betrayed. And now it's happening to him again. This big plan with the League of Villains. He feels that it's all gone to just dirt because of him, you know. Um, it, it's tough and then Hawks is there and you know the, these two episodes I think you know I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go through some like highlights and stuff but you know I feel like these two episodes really played with an idea and again I, I don't remember if they've done this before in the show there has been five previous seasons so they might have uh, I mean even with like Stain and whatever but like I, I feel like these two episodes really brought up a nice conversation of like what is a hero and like what what should a hero be what should a hero do um, you know, even with twice talking about like, is this what heroes do? You know, they, you know, they just turn their backs on, on, on people down on their luck and people who are in need, you know, cause you could argue that that's what every villain is. Again, you can make an argument. I'm not saying that's true for every single villain, but you, you, you could say this is just a person's down on their luck and they had a quirk. And so they, they did what they had to do, you know, um, that sometimes happens in real life as well. You know, we're not to get into that too much. But it happens in real life where it's just like you, you, you do what you got to do to survive sometimes, you know, it doesn't necessarily excuse, you know, you, you doing terrible things. But if you go back to the My Hero world, it's like, what else is there? You know what I mean? You know, so, um, but yeah, so I really like that that whole thing that they that they played with these couple episodes um, with, with with Twice and Hawks being at like kind of the, the, the like forefront, you know, the two focal points on two opposite ends of a conversation like this. 
um, we have um, Sukuyomi using his dark shadow and he found like that that big monster thing which hasn't come out yet you know probably next episode something like that um, I, ju I just wanted to make a note of that because um, one it's, it's it's cool to see Sukuyomi being even stronger because his his character design is so cool and fun and you know his, his whole design and his whole like gimmick kind of reminds me of raven raven from the teen titans and raven is my favorite character in the teen titans so i kind of have like a, a little bit of a soft spot for for sukiyomi um love him so you know and, and also on top of that i like to see characters get stronger you know like it's it's always fun when you have shonen that have a lot of characters and you see them grow and develop and it's not just like oh we haven't seen this character do anything in, in a season what are they up to now oh the same stuff okay whatever like no it's cool to be like you know Tsukiyomi taking Hawk's advice and like getting you know trying to round out your weaknesses but also don't forget about your strengths you know which sounds like super obvious but it's true you know it's not just like you know you don't have to pick just one you know don't get entrenched in what you're good at but also don't just focus on building up your weaknesses like you're also good at this like you know make this your weapon you know you you know make this the one thing you go to the you know all reliable right um moving along we have uh dobby <laughs> it's like dobby from harry potter um dobby stopped hawks from killing twice which is which in the moment was like really nice and like oh man he cares about him but like you know basically dobby and hawks fight a lot right you know throughout the, the the episode and like it gets weird because like there's a moment where it's like oh dobby cares about twice and then it's like dobby i think is gonna not care if twice dies and he's just gonna flame the whole thing and then he d doesn't care and then he like doesn't cry but then he's like oh well, i can't cry because my tear ducts were burned out it's just like i don't i don't really know where to peg dobby right now <laughs> i don't know how much he cares about this man how much he cares about anyone if he is just one of those villains that doesn't care about anything He's just like, oh, I'm just here doing this thing because it's what I'm good at. It's what I do. You know, I don't care. I don't care about the team, but I need the team, you know, um, whatever. Um, we have a pretty brutal moment that turns into a very sad moment where um, where twice saves Toga and compress by stabbing a dude like he stabs him a lot. And I'm like, that was like kind of dark <laughs> for this anime, like getting stabbed multiple times is like gotta be a terrible way to go and also to like show it on screen oh, i don't like that um, but then it turned to a very sad moment where like he was so grateful for toga you know like you know how how she was there for him and you know it it does just add to that narrative that we're just pe we're, we're we're people too you know like yes we're villains but we're doing what we do because it's all we have, you know, it's because maybe society turned their back on us, you know, um, you know, maybe our, our quirks weren't quirks that could be hero quirks, you know, like, oh, Toga drinks blood, so she's got to be a villain. <laughs> but like, you know, it doesn't have to be right. You, you can use that in a way, you know, it's like Shigaraki. Oh, he decays stuff. He's got to be a villain. It's like, I don't know. I mean, you know, you can, if, if heroes cared, maybe we could develop this into a hero quirk. You know, it could, it's possible. 
but uh what else do we have um and then twice dies you know like i think he dies and then he actually dies and i'm like oh wow wasn't expecting that wasn't expecting a character death in the, in, in the beginning of the season like that but we got one you know and it was actually a really sad one like previous to this didn't care about twice at all who cares about twice but it kind of made me care you know again like you know because his 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 message and his his purpose i think is going to live on at least for a little bit you know throughout the league of villains um you know and, and through hawks where you know even even dobby was like you killed twice you did that you're a hero and you killed him you know i, I think that's gonna haunt haunt hawks for a little bit um and then uh, uh moving on we got miracle was somehow able to break shigaraki's tank Mirko is the MVP of this whole season. I don't care what else happens in this season, who does what. Mirko is the MVP. Like she is clearly the star of these first four episodes, where she is just destroying all these Nomu all by herself, you know. And then she figured out what she has to do all by herself, taking out the doctor, you know, cracking the tank. That way, Shigaraki doesn't have any. You know is, is, is you know, kind of halted getting that like fluid that's gonna make him into something like she's killing it you know she got like 17 holes <laughs> in her limbs and she's still out here kicking like come on come on what do you endeavor who you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? it's great um and then mike was the one that was actually because of miracle's help shut you know mike was actually able to shatter the tank and he captured the doctor. And he had a weird conversation with the doctor. Wasn't really a fan of that. Doctor's really creepy. But, um, you know, it, it's just nice to see everyone in action. You know, I think that's one of the things that my hero usually does pretty well. Is it it juggles different characters. You know, like at some point, it's going to have... It, I mean, I think it already does have too many characters. But, you know, I think it does do a good job being like, hey... We're not just going to show off this one character in season two and be like, all right, that we we filled that character's quota. You can't yell at us about not showing this character anymore because he had a crazy dope fight in season two. You, you got it, you know, similar to Naruto, which I've compared this to last episode. But it's like with like Rock Lee, where it's like, you know, we, we, we saw him give Sasuke that work. We saw him give um, uh, uh, I can't think of his name for some reason the this uh, gara we see him see gara we, we he gave gara that work and then we never really saw him again you know we saw him once more when he did the whole like drunken master type stuff which was cool but like we just never saw him fight again you know it was like okay he was he had he had like the dopest fight in the entire <laughs> like a top three fight at least top three fight in all of naruto and then ship it in we're just like yeah he doesn't exist it's like okay cool i guess you know you, you filled your rock lee quota but uh, you know but with my hero they did a good job of like spreading the love you know here and there here and there so um you know kudos on that and then it ends with a big cliffhanger oh no shigaraki's awake you know like i i didn't like when they gave x whatever his name was when they just put him by himself to watch Shigaraki, I'm like, ooh, I don't know, man. Shigaraki's pretty, pretty tough, pretty tough. Like, I don't know that I'd leave him alone. Like, I get the haste in getting the doctor back to stop the Nomu, but like, I don't know, man. Predictions on that? Oof, that 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 X guy might be dead. <laughs> he, 
you know, Mike might be able to make the doctor stop all the Nomu and then Endeavor and all them, you know, Racerhead come in and, uh, uh, you know, Shigaraki's gone and there's just a pile of dust <laughs> where, where that X hero should be. And it's like, oof, oof, not good, you know, so, um, but yeah, that was the episode, uh, episode three and four. Pretty good, pretty good. You know, like I said, my hero, I fell off of it a little bit, especially with season five, but season six is starting pretty strong. These first four episodes, I'm in. You know, I'm in. I'm, I'm interested to see what happens. I want to see more fights. I want to see more tactics, you know, bad versus good, all that stuff. Um, and a lot of a lot of good fights, a lot of good emotion. Like, they're solid, you know. Definitely more into this than I was last season, so that's always good. Next... We got Mob Psycho 100 Season 3. Um, we got Episodes 2 and 3. 2 and 3. Um, I only did Episode 1 last time. 2 and 3. Um, let's see. So we got Reagan is sick of these guys. Uh, sick of this guy's description. You know, I just, I just like how blunt Reagan can be. <laughs> you know, because that guy kept kind of like annoying him. Um, you know, it wasn't really his energy. Um, and, th and then he kept going on about like, the crazy demons and the yokai and this and that and going into like the fairy tales and stuff and reagan is just like i hate this i hate this what what is this man is he real is he playing me am i being punked right now like what, what's happening um but then you know he got offered a million yen and he was like gotcha i'll do anything you want <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take a million yen um and, and that just goes to Reagan's character, you know. We we know Reagan at this point. We know he has a soft spot. We know, we know that he knows, and we know that he cares. Um, but on the outside, he is just that man. You know, I need the money. Um, I'm I'm gonna sort of scam people. It's just gonna happen. You know, it's, it's just it is what it is. You know. Um, one thing I did really like is when they eventually went to the yokai thing. I don't really talk about it too much because it, it, it it's just a cool fight for the most part. Um, you know, but one thing I did like was, you know, visually, I liked the black background with all the different cartoony eyes that are just like pasted on the black background. I feel like that was a really neat way of them not, I mean, you know, after that they did actually show like the forms and stuff and the bodies and whatever. But like in that moment, it's, it's a very simple way to show a mystery and have it be scary you know have it be intense because it because you know like that you know that, that's that's scary like if you were just walking at night <laughs> and in a shadow you just saw two glowing eyes staring at you you'd be scared you'd be like whoa what's going on here you know and then if you saw like a dozen sets of scare of like glowing eyes and then just a shadow you don't see the forms or anything like that you'd be like i gotta get out of here <laughs> You know, something may happen if I don't leave right now. Um, you know, so I just, I just really like their, their, uh, their like choice to do that. Um, um, and then yeah, just just with the fight as well. Not really much to talk about. It's a cool fight, but it does still amaze me whenever Mob just destroys everything. You know, like all this time later, it's still so cool. You know, like that is one of the best things that I feel like the show does is have an op character that we still care about you know um there are a lot of anime out there especially isekai that have op characters that are just boring to watch you know it's just very cookie cutter 
and so mob being super powerful and just beating everything it it doesn't get old you know like it's it's not tiresome it's still like oh yeah i want to see him fight i want to see the cool psychic powers he, he dishes out this time and some things he doesn't just one shot you know he does actually fight and then it gets even more interesting you know so again it does that's one thing the show does very well um we had a nice comedic beat there where all the boys were maids that was funny you know even mob's brother <laughs> you could tell he was sick of it um so that was, that was funny um then we have them all worshiping the divine tree which is just a piece of broccoli an oversized piece of broccoli but it's it's funny to see all the different groups come up with their own different like sects of this division or of this uh, of, of this religion and they all believe something slightly different they all believe that they're the true ones the true you know voice of the tree and um it's interesting to me because i feel like that's what would happen in real life you know where not everyone of course but a lot of people would i mean i, I mean especially in a world where psychic stuff is pretty much like proven to exist you know um you know especially with like the 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 fights that we've had the very public psychic battles <laughs> that have occurred in the city um something like that would cause a lot of people to like worship it and be like this is something that we have to pay attention to you know obviously some more maybe rational people more just like pure logic people might just be like okay well, i just think that exists like let's let's take this thing out of here you might not be able to again a piece of broccoli that big might be hard to clean up you know um i mean there are other like natural disasters that happen that um, don't that don't take 24 hours to clean up you know so i'm sure this will be difficult but still um and then i like this season because it, the, the the mob character is taking a big shift where he is super power not powerful <laughs> i don't know why i said powerful popular he is much more popular than he was before something that he always kind of aspired to be um he's making dates with a bunch of other people doing like plans and stuff um and it's even to a point where like he might accept being the whole like mob religion leader you know um and, and there's also a nice comedic beat there where he's not really stressed out about being the leader he's more stressed out about like the live stream <laughs> it's like oh no so many people are gonna be watching me like that's what he's stressed about he's not stressed about like the the um the responsibility of being a whole leader <laughs> um yeah and then the the episode pretty much ends with this like creature thing which i don't really i'm still not sure like where it comes from but um he just announced that he is the founder and he built a little a little small divine tree so that's that's a nice cliffhanger we got at the end there i'm sure we're gonna figure out more of what this being is um why he wants to be the founder what his plans are um what kind of powers he has because he did make that smaller version of the divine tree exist um, and then what what mob's gonna do you know because reagan saw that right so reagan's gonna have some thoughts mob i'm sure isn't gonna love that um so we'll see you know we're we're definitely dipping into another another nice deep plot here you know a nice nice uh, antagonist so i uh, can't wait to see that and uh yeah that was episodes two and three mob cycle season three uh having a good time um you know like i said i'm just kind of waiting for 
you know the first few episodes kind of waiting for the for the season to like kick in gear you know because right now we're kind of coasting on like oh well we got mob we got reagan new jobs whatever but where where's the beef you know where where's that at and you know and i think this this new uh founder is 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 that so i'm, I'm excited uh next we got blue lock episode three love this show so far i just want to tell y'all love it um i believe this is two cores so that's going to be a lot of fun um yeah i love i love it um isagi one rock paper scissors so he's the focal point that's how they decided that's the most fair way and he's going to be the focal point of the team um which is really big for him because he um he's obviously trying to prove himself like everyone else but he's our main character so him being there is like okay here's my chance i'm gonna i'm gonna score i'm gonna figure out you know get get deeper into the blue lock program right um what else do we have um and then we're introduced to the other team we got more characters we got king baru that's how i'm gonna pronounce that king king baru um he's he's just a beast right he's killing it and I, I I love introducing a character like him because, um, I mean, for one, with sports anime, I love seeing new characters, new new very powerful, uh, skilled characters because it adds something to the show. Obviously, adds a new opponent, um, but also it it ekes into the whole theme for the episode, which is kind of believing what the, what the way what they think the blue lock is supposed to be versus acting how a soccer team should. And, um, you know, like going from zero to one, that was a big thing with that with the episode as well. And, um, you know, having a powerful character like that and immediately and then scoring immediately deteriorates their team. And it's like, well, now we just all have to score. We're all thinking about ourselves. But that's what we think we're supposed to do versus Baru was just like, I'm scoring. And then other people, OK, we're past you. You score. Gotcha. Get you. And that's all it is. While Team Z is just eating themselves, basically. Um, and so, you know, I, I wrote down like these individuals are losing to a team, you know, they immediately go feral <laughs> and they're like, well, I want to score cause I'm moving on. And it's just like, yeah, but you have to win, you know? And like, that was a huge thing with me, you know, especially towards the end where it was like, oh, you know, we, we could have won because of this. It's, 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 it's Isagi's fault. We lost blah, blah, blah. And I'm just sitting there like, yeah, but. You know, because you know, you know, they were like, oh, that that score was a fluke. And it's like, OK, even if it was a fluke, that was the only goal scored. You can't blame Isagi for not scoring six goals. What you can blame is yourselves for looking like a god dang WWE match out there with all the wrestling you were doing with each other. While Baru and the whole Team X were just dancing around you because you were all like locking arms with each other trying to prove that you should be the striker and it's like you, like we all understand the rule that was set out that the top striker is going to move on but you have to win you have to win <laughs> you know like like i get the whole ego thing and you know that's what this whole blue lock thing is 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 like centered around but like you still have to win the game to move on like if we don't win you lose <laughs> and then you get eliminated like i like big picture guys come on big picture um one of my favorite parts of the show so far though is the isagi and bakira relationship um 
they are a deadly combination, you know, because they do kind of understand each other a little more than they understand the other characters, you know, and so they do have this like special bond. And I love that Isagi and Bakura can just trust each other to be like, hey, forget these guys. These guys, their heads are in the clouds, but we, we're together, and and we're we're just gonna score. And they're perfectly cool with passing to each other, letting each other score like that. That I think is like the nice middle ground that these people have to find because if if they're completely selfish and completely riding on their own ego you're not going to make it far it's kind of like a show i've never watched but i understand because it is like a cultural uh, touchstone is uh like survivor you know like reality shows like the survivor it's like for the first like half of the show you have to play as a team you know because if, if if you only care about yourself but that hinders the team. If, if your team keeps losing, they're going to keep getting voted out. You're going to keep losing. And it's going to be a snowball effect where you get eliminated no matter how good you are. So you have to work as a team. And then when it comes to the point where you can fully work by yourself and worry, worry only about yourself, that's when you do it. You have to be strategic about these things. Early on, like something like this, where it is team-based battle, <laughs> you have to play as a team. Because if you know if you let your own selfishness get in the way then your team's just gonna lose and then you're gonna be eliminated in round two it's like there's there's potentially 20 rounds of this saw soccer game that we're playing and it doesn't make any sense you know um but anyway uh baru told isagi he has no talent because he kind of froze and he got nervous and he passed it's tough because from my personal perspective he did what was right but from the game you're supposed to play on ego you're supposed to be a striker i can see both sides i can see both sides um and basically ends with them being told they need a weapon you need a weapon um strikers need a weapon you can't just go out there free for all you're not gonna win you need to hone in on what you're good you need to have a thing and, and you need that to be the fear you put in the other team and the rising up of your teammates. You know, a good striker will make that happen. Like Baru made it happen. He scored, gave confidence, gave a little bit of a cushion so everyone could kind of bounce off of him. It's like basketball. You got one guy that's hot. He gets double teamed. If one guy's getting double teamed, that means there's one person out there that has very loose coverage, if any coverage. You pass to him, he can score, right? Yeah. You, you, you make the focus on you so you clear it out for everyone else that's the strategy um so yeah great episode like i said i'm loving this uh sports anime is a genre that i've really come around on the past couple years and uh blue lock is very solid so far you know very solid um i just really hope it can keep this up you know I, you know i hope that the the games don't get repetitive and stuff like that but i have i have very high hopes for this show um so yeah there's that uh next we're moving on to the eminence in shadow episode three um i should know of too much for this one um I, I enjoy the show so far i feel like it's getting a little disjointed for me i'll be honest but i feel like next episode it's it, it's gonna organize a little bit you know because it's kind of been like oh we're in the real world and we got the the stylish assassin or whatever and now we have the fantasy world where he's a kid and he's really good but his sister doesn't know that but she kind of does and now we have this episode where he's a student 
uh, in the fantasy world, I think, maybe, and like, again, like, you know, this episode kind of fell off a little bit for me. There was some strong stuff in it, and like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm nowhere near the point of being like, let's drop the show. Like, I'm nowhere near that, so don't, you know, don't get the wrong idea, but it shows starting to feel a little disjointed to me, um, but some highlights are, um, you know, Kagano wants to be a background character, but the princess agreed to date him. That was a big moment <laughs> where he's just trying to be like, I'm just fitting in the back because I don't know, are they in the fantasy world or not? I can't tell. Well, there's fencing. Okay, I think, I think in this episode, they're actually in the real world. Well, yeah, they're on a train. Duh. Yeah, they're, they're in the real world, but this, I think, is soon after his reincarnation because his whole plan, like I said, is to start from scratch in a normal world and try to get to the eminence of shadow level that's what i believe i could be misinterpreting that but that's what i think and so this is kind of where he's at where he's, where he's like he wants to be a background character he doesn't want to stand out you know he wants to do everything in this super like mediocre way to prove that he's like worthy or whatever if holding like you know if i can earn this title in this way then i'm i'm truly worthy of it you know um, but it flips again where it turns out that the only reason the princess said yes is because he, she was looking for a loser like him, <laughs> you know, to, you know, to basically avoid dating the other guy. She hates the other guy, right? Um, and now Kagino is her dog for a price, right? Like he doesn't have any money, he doesn't really have an, a great allowance or anything. And so, um, you know, he needs the money. And so she literally turns him into her dog, <laughs> which is really funny. It's a, it was a funny little beat there. Um, where she's like flipping coins in and catching them in his mouth. It's funny. Um, but then it flips again and we see some real stuff where they have a very layered. Why does my hair look like that? We have a very layered conversation on the train about talking about things they like. And, and it gets, and the reason I say layered is because it feels like they're both speaking in code, right? Where he's like, you know, I, you know, I love how it ends where he says something to the effect of, um uh what does he say like there's if on the other side of the planet if something were to happen that were to kill a million people i wouldn't care and she was just like wow you're 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 like a vile monster and he's like but there are other things that you know other people might deem worthless that i care about a whole lot you know so he's like i like your fencing you know and she's like what are you supposed to mean by that? Like, like, what do you like? Like, she gets super offended and like super like cautious. Like, what do you what do you mean by that? You know, and she and he's like, I don't mean anything by it. But if I did mean something by it, I just mean that I take great offense when people, um, when people mock the things I like or or, or something like that, right? And then she she like pulls a sword on him. She tosses a sword off of him, and then she leaves off the train. And the whole time it's super tense and we keep getting these close-ups of both of them like the hair over their eyes you can tell they're super tense and super serious and it's just like man this is something's happening here you know something's happening here, you know because you know at, at first i thought it was gonna like dip into like the, the like rom-com aspect and they were gonna it was gonna be like a confession but then i was like oh no they're they're talking about some real stuff here you know because they've they both gone through stuff i mean him of course has been like reincarnated so that's a whole thing but like there's about some real stuff here, you know, like I'm very interested to see where the relationship goes. Um, but 
it's not really going to go anywhere currently because we're left on this huge cliffhanger where the princess never returned to her dorm last night. The last person that she was with was Kagino. So now he's like the main suspect. He's getting like arrested, <laughs> sort of, you know, like like the school, like sort of like the school version of arrested. Um, and so we'll see where that goes. You know, obviously, un unless we have an unreliable narrator, um, we know Kagino didn't do anything to her. We know he didn't like harm her or kidnap her or anything like that. Um, but who did? You know, who did do that? Um, and what's he going to do about it? Right. Of course, he's uh, super powerful, super skilled. Right. He has his own way of thinking. Um, maybe he'll end up saving her. I don't know. I don't know. I'm also interested to see what the whole business is. Like, why did she get kidnapped by somebody? You know, or maybe like, did she kill herself? Like, is that something that happened? I don't know. If that's where the show is going. Um, but like, a lot of mystery, a lot of, a lot of unknowns. So, um, but yeah, you know, like, like, like I said, just to cap off this one, um, it's feeling very like I keep using the word disjointed, but like, that's how it is. Where it's like every episode, I feel like is like super jarring where it's like oh we're here now oh we're here now oh we're there now it's like i just want to stay in one place like i get the setup i understand the setup Le let the setup be the setup like i want the show now like you know like i want to fall into what this is supposed to be um you know i don't need all, you know a million different time jumps let, let the show be the show if, if we're moving on to this whole like princess being kidnapped thing cool let, let, let's follow that plot line all the way through you know yeah Next, we got More Than a Married Couple But Not Lovers, Episode Dose, Episode 2. Um, I love this show. I always do. Um, what do we got? We got uh, a moment where the storm really scared Akari. Um, that's another, like, you know, sweet little moment where I'm trying to get points. But, you know, Akari shows, you know, a, a more vulnerable side of herself. Um, you know, a side that Jiro uh, really likes but also really confused by. And, um, you know, it's... It's that thing where he, where she's like, can't you, you know, for once, can't you just let me depend on you, you know, um, because Joe hasn't really been like that, you know, he's been super, uh, like, nervous and anxious, you know, about this whole relationship thing, this whole married thing, um, you know, but she's just like, just once, can't, you know, can't you just, can't you just act like my husband, you know what I mean, like, th th this, this whole thing, you know, I know technically Jiro is our main character, but... You know, Akari's been the one that's trying. You know, she's like really trying to make this work. Um, and we know deep down, we've seen it. Akari more so than Jiro is definitely falling for them. Definitely falling for the other. But like on top of that, like even just surface level, I'm trying here. You know, when, whenever I do something, you know, it's just like you want you want a, a tier, right? You want to switch to be with Shiori. So let's do some married stuff. You know, let's, let's do some stuff so we get points, you know? everything i recommend the whole cooking thing the watching movies thing the the wearing matching pajamas it's like this is stuff's gonna get us points and you're just like oh i'm not gonna do that why would i do that it's like are you are you dense <laughs> are you are you dumb um but yeah um i'm looking at the wrong thing now um akari and jiro got b but shiori and tenjin got e that's tough um so akari and jiro doing pretty good they didn't quite get a yet but honestly not really something they have to dwell on because they also need Shiori and Tenjin to get A so they can swap. You know, um, we have a little bit thing there where Shiori's like, I'm not really good with, with boys and, you know, I try my best and I'm, you know, 
I don't want tension to be upset with me or whatever, but I'm trying and blah, 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 right? Um, but, you know, this really goes to the best uh, flow of the entire show is Shiori and Jiro being together and them kind of playing a little bit of cat and mouse, you know, unknowingly, but they do play a little bit of cat and mouse. Um, you know, Shiori even lets out like, oh, you know, I, you know, you know, I think it'd be it'd be so much better if, if you were my husband. And there's a beat there. And she's like, haha, just kidding, just kidding, you know, uh, but she means it, you know, and, you know, and this is even further, I, you know, I don't know really how much we've seen the first, co- the first episode, but this is just reinforcing the fact that, oh, she already likes him too. You know, this isn't just Jiro, you know, swooning, <laughs> you know, you know, over his like childhood best friend. It's like, oh no, she already likes him too, you know, because even in the flashback when we saw, um, you know, her having to tell him that she was leaving you know she was remembering that and then she said man you know would you hear me out to the end next time because you can because you know he she he kind of cut her off because he was upset about him leaving about her leaving but we know from her and that she had more to say like she it's kind of insinuating that that you know she might have confessed to him in that day but she never got the chance to you know like they both kind of blocked each other but it was only in their own minds <laughs> that the other one blocked them, you know. Um, so we get, you know, some nice stuff of that. Um, and then it ends off with Jiro will do his best so Akari and Tenjin can be happy together. And we get another, you know, that's, that's, that's two-pronged. One where it's like, okay, nice, you know, we have Jiro. Like I was saying before, didn't really seem like he was trying too hard. He wasn't, his, his eyes was not on the prize, but now they are. You know, so now he's really going to try, he's going to do some stuff to... To get their points get that a rank right but on the flip side the other prong is that akari is falling for him you know and so like one part of him one part of her is very happy that we're gonna go towards the tension goal but another part of her is confused and sad that all of his focus now is just on, on you know basically making it so they can split up when there's a huge part of her that doesn't want to split up you know um Again, like, it's it's one of them shows, you know, like, I love rom-coms, you know, so, like, you guys listening to this, um, I'm sure as we go along through more and more seasons, you will see that about me, you know, I definitely gravitate towards the old rom-com. Um, so, th- this one for me is not super deep, you know, it is more of, more of like a popcorn type show where it's like, it's, it moves very fast, it makes a lot of assumptions, it's very light, um, but it's it, it's still cool, you know, it's still cool, you know, it's still nice to see this relationship blossom, and, um, you know, the 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 decisions that we're going to have to make eventually, because Akari's falling for him hard, but also wants to be with Tenjin, Jiro isn't falling as hard, but you, you can tell he's, he's starting to melt a little bit, and then Shiori doesn't seem to like Tenjin all that much, we haven't really seen evidence of that, but she clearly likes Jiro. So it's like at some point there's going to have to be a decision made by somebody, by everybody, you know. But we'll see, you know, we'll we'll see what actually ends up happening. Uh, next, we got Chainsaw Man. Oh, man, look at this. Look at this, guys. Chainsaw Man. We killing it out here. Chainsaw Man episode two. Let me tell you, let me tell you right now. I watched the, or I watched, read the manga, love it, right? 
so I, I try not to get too spoilery you know I try to just stay within the episode um, but th this is incredible you know Ch Chainsaw Man it's just you you can just tell the difference I mean even in, like the look and the feel of the show like if you watch another anime in the season and then you watch this one it's like it's just different and, and, and it could be MAPPA you know MAPPA is the studio that does Chainsaw Man they've done a lot of other really really well animated shows like you know MAPPA is a powerhouse at this point um, it just looks and feels so different than anything airing this season you know like it's just so good like let, let, let's move on that's all I need to say <laughs> um, but no um, we got Makima is both nice and scary so again all you anime watchers that never read the manga just keep that in mind Makima is both nice and scary um, we have a nice moment here where we have uh, somewhat of a confirmation that, that that Pochita is still alive inside of Denji so that immediately uplifts his spirits because he you know that was his only friend and family for forever you know and to know that pochita actually didn't sacrifice their life they're still somewhat you know in some form or fashion alive is is very nice both for denji and for the audience because pochita we saw him for barely an episode but we love him you know we love him right um denji is supposed to be shadowing aki but uh, oh well, well before that we had a nice little tease here where again this this again you guys you're gonna see more and more of, of makima's character and, and how nice and scary she really is because she says i'm into the denji type of men oh she's so she's manipulating him so much like we can't we can't believe that makima actually is into denji you know, like we, we've seen just a little bit of how she talks to him and how she refers to him. Like, come on, come on, come on. We know what she's doing here, but I'm not going to get into specifics because no, no spoilers. Right. Um, but yeah, then moving on, Denji is shadowing Aki and it turns out to them fighting because Aki is like, we need devil hunters that are in it for the right reason. And if you're just in it for the fame or the glory or the blah, if you're just in it for Makima, it's like, you're going to die. And I've watched too many comrades die. I'm not going to have you as a comrade and have to watch you die. And, you know, it, it seems kind of harsh in the moment, but I get, you know, I get what he could be trying to say, where it's just like, I don't want you on, I, I don't want someone that is going to die on my team because I don't want to get close to someone that I know is going to die, is going to get themselves killed. You know, so I don't want that on my conscience, you know. So if you're not going to be serious about this, don't do it. It would be better for everyone if you just don't do it. You know, and it turns into a comedic thing, you know, because Denji keeps kicking him. It's <laughs> just like, so stupid. But it just adds to Denji's character, you know. Um, you know, but but they do come back and they come crawling back to Makima. And they, they make good with each other. You can tell they still don't really like each other, but it is what it is. Um, but all that aside... You know all that all, all the bad stuff like powers here man like powers here i'm so hyped i was hyped i i, I forgot when exactly power got introduced to the show and power is incredible man power is a fiend so kind of the opposite of denji almost where like denji like pochita who was a devil went into denji but pochita isn't making the decisions you know, like Denji is still in control, whereas fiends are when the devil goes into a dead a dead person, and the and 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 the devil is in full control, basically, right? 
Um, so like the devil entered power and is in full control. So it's like a fiend is when the devil is basically just using the, the human corpse as a puppet. Whereas with Denji, Pochita revived him and gave him control, you know? So it's very interesting. Um, power is great, man. Power is the, just, just the attitude and just the wildness. And, you know, I g give me blood. <laughs> it's so good, you know. Um, and I you know, is a new partner. And it ends off in a crazy way. And I, and I can't wait to see more of their dynamic. That uh, power is a bloodbender. Which immediately reminded me of Avatar The Last Airbender. We got, we got Sakura. Sakura? No. Katara. Sakura. <laughs> um, what is... um? Sokka. I was thinking of Sokka, which is the brother. Katara, the sister, could bloodbend. Very scary stuff. Um, but that's basically what power can do. Got the hammer on him. Crazy, killing it, right? And um, overall, th this episode, I loved it. I loved it mostly for the fact of introducing more characters and kind of settling into the groove of what I believe the show is going to be. Again, not trying to spoil stuff, but it, you know we're, we're we're getting into it where it's like, okay, what is this show? Oh, Denji's a devil hunter, and we're gonna go through that, and we're gonna see how he acts with that, and what crazy hijinks he gets into, and what also potentially sad stuff, and maybe some some deaths or whatever, right? Because it is devil hunting. Um, but then um, another piece of that is more characters, right? So we have Aki, who more like stone stone faced, right? More straight. Um, you know, definitely doesn't like having Denji as a roommate. <laughs> um, you know, but then we have Power, who's on the opposite side. She's completely wild. She's literally a devil, right? Um, and, but she's kind of in a similar position to Denji, where it's like, hey, if you guys don't produce, we're going to treat you both like devils. And we're devil hunters, so it's not too hard to put two and two together on what your, what your, uh, what your destiny is gonna be if you if, if you don't start producing um so yeah you know i just i just love it again i i can't wait to see next episode and see where they go with this um and even though i have read the story it was forever ago you know so i don't really remember every single beat so i'm excited to see next time when you know i'm sure they're maybe gonna get some updates on how their product progress is going especially with them you know power just killed the devil so that's that's plus one right um, so we'll see, we'll see, having a good time, having a good time. Um, next, Reincarnated as a Sword, Episode 4. Um, some good stuff here. Again, this is probably the show, um, that's lowest on my list. You know, you know, episode, the first two episodes I talked about how it has a lot of promise, a lot of potential. Episode 4 falling off a little bit again i'm not quite near the point where i'm like hey guys do you think i should drop this show but we're we're on that path we're on the path potentially to not continuing this show we'll see you know um just because it's, it's starting to get a little generic for me it's starting to get a little like i don't know if i care about the stakes too much you know i think next episode is going to be a real make or break um for the show staying on not another isekai um you know because i don't have very few notes about this episode um it was nice that she ranked up to f 
you know, without doing the 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 proper procedure for it. Um, but clearly, he, you know, the, the elf was like, anyone that can <laughs> that can single-handedly take out an army of goblins should be at least F. Should be at least F rank. <laughs> um, but again, you know, the, you know, this show does have some nice little lore moments that are kind of keeping me in. Where, you know, dungeons, you know, because I have to explain dungeons, right? Like, like, how do you explain a dungeon in, like, a real-world setting? Oh, well, well, dungeons were just created by gods, I guess, and they just pop up randomly to test humankind. You know, and that's how you can explain dungeons just kind of appearing, um, being able to be replayed almost, like a video game. Um, and them having some crazy stuff in it that you don't see outside of the dungeons, like crazy monsters, and also some crazy rewards, like... It's kind of a neat way to explain a dungeon, you know, in like a video game-esque way, you know? Because like, in a video game, you don't really care about why these exist. You just kind of go through them because they're an objective, right? Um, so that's a nice little thing. Um, you know, teacher got a sweet new scabbard. That was cool. Um, Fran single-handedly cleared a path to the cave. Again, it, it's a character that I like to see that's OP. But I don't know how much we care. Again, I really want them to go deep into the drive of she's a black cat and she wants to evolve and she's going to prove everyone wrong. And I don't want them to deviate away from that and just make her, oh, it's a, it's a cute cat girl. And she's overpowered. Haha, ha, isn't that fun? Like, I, I don't want it to just be that because then the show's definitely getting dropped. Because it's like, we, we've seen that already, you know, like, like. I, I want the character to have substance and there's so much potential for her character for Fran having substance and I don't want them to slip off that um, and uh, at the very end that, that goblin summoned the highest level monster right so we're gonna see some crazy fight um, and that's gonna be fun right again it's cool we got a new, nice monster we're gonna fight it's gonna be powerful I hope nice fight scene um, Again, I just, I just want there to be some traction, right? And I don't know that the show can keep it up. The first few episodes were entertaining. There was dips, there was highs, there was lows. Where's the show going though? You know, because we've introduced a couple different elements and, and, and I don't want it to just be an adventure show where it's like, oh, Fran and teacher go around beating stuff up. It's like, okay, but like, we've seen that before and I guarantee you we've seen it done in a better way. You know, I'm not trying to diminish this show, but like, we need something new, you know, that's the problem that that's the whole reason why this show is called uh, not another isekai because of the pure saturation of these types of shows that exist. It's like, okay, you got to do something new, you know, you have to, but we'll see next show. Do it yourself. Episode three. Um, this show is just a fun time, you know, and, and, and this episode continues. It. It, it's just a fun time. It's just we out here chilling, you know, and that's all the show has to be. Um, we got a nice moment at the beginning there where it's like hammer or handkerchief. And it's like some would say that was meant as a joke. Others who know Serifu know that she was being completely earnest <laughs> and she legitimately genuinely offered her what will make you happy a hammer or a handkerchief god dang 
um, the exchange students, which at the time we didn't know her name. We now know her name is Juliet, blah, 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 blah. And she's now uh, nicknamed Jobco. Um, so Jobco apparently hates DIY. But again, like, you know, this show is, is very nice because it is just a chill show. Like in, in my mind, all this show needs to be to be entertaining enough for me to keep watching it is just this group of this this group of girls building stuff and just having a good time teaching each other some stuff sharing some memories sharing some fun little secrets camaraderie it's all it has to be right um but you know i do like that they're playing around with some stuff more than that we're job co we, we get a little into our character the character's a little sad a little bit alone right she's studying abroad she's not with her parents she's younger than everyone else like there's a lot of stuff going against her you know and like so much that we feel for her when uh ray yells at her you know like we totally get like like in my mind i totally get i totally get why why, why ray yelled at her because she kept just dunking on diy and it's like and like that's what ray's whole thing is you know ray loves this club she's the leader of this club like don't don't come here in my house and disrespect me like what are you doing you know so i totally get why she did it but then it's like she's just kind of awkward and out of place you know like jobco again like she's alone she's lonely she doesn't have anyone no friends no family here right and so she comes here crying and she doesn't get laughed at you know she doesn't get made fun of like she gets accepted she gets handed a handkerchief and she's everyone's nice to her you know and then they bring her to the infirmary and she has some nice little bonding there like she's latching on you know but 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 you know but she also doesn't know them and she doesn't really know how to act around them um and she also it's you know it's a coping mechanism where it's like every, you know a lot of other people maybe she gets bullied maybe she gets made fun of maybe you know she gets um ignored because of her age and you know because of her being american and it you know so that's kind of how she copes and she how she deals with and almost like ignores all the sadness in her life currently you know so that, you know that you know, that's why they kind of got off on the wrong foot at the beginning you know but then we, we we go through and um you know we learn that she actually loves diy she used to do it with her mom and so even so not only do we have that connection but it's uh i can't think of the word um that connection is amplified because she can't see her mom you know her mom is back in america so it's like oh man of course of course she would love of course she'd be gravitated towards something like this you know and then it's great because jobco she's given the nickname she's here she's chilling and um she's now part of the club you know it's, it's great for ray because now they're i think they need one more member and they're saved but also it's like a new friend new character again like i said that's all the show has to be gaining new members building stuff together having a fun time maybe you know maybe there are some sad moments that they're all together for because they have each other's shoulders to lean on like it's awesome you know and then we do have a nice little punctuation mark at the end of the episode where we find out that jobco wanted to go to the high-tech school but she got the Japanese wrong. <laughs> and then she writes out the like the like, characters. And you realize that the two schools, from a foreigner's perspective, it looks fairly similar. You know, again, from someone who is, you know, native <laughs> to 
to Japan, it's probably like, those are two different words. How could you possibly make They're two completely different words. But to, you know, somebody who doesn't understand it, can't really recognize visually, they look pretty similar. We have a nice little moment there, too. So, um, again, a more friendly moment where, like, you know, a friend can make a mistake and you and, and, and laugh at them because they're your friend and they're dumb, <laughs> you know. But, it, you know, you're not laughing at them. You're, you're, you're laughing with them, you know. Um, but, yeah, so that, that, that it's just a fun show. You know, this is that show this season for me. We always have that one just like kind of slice of life show that you watch to have a good time. You know, there's there's no stakes, you know. Like I said, Jobco does have some sadness to her character, but for the most part, there, there's no stakes. There's no real conflict. It, it, it's just a fun show to watch and have a good time. You know, you don't really have to worry about being tense in your seat while you're watching this or on the edge of your seat or, you know worrying about like getting emotional why it's just it's just fun it's just fun and stupid and uh, in the very best way um so i I'm, I'm i'm very high on this show and then lastly um probably my favorite show this season that has no pretense to it right because like ch- i mean chainsaw man is my favorite show but i've read the manga so it's not really fair right because I, I already know the story i already know it's good i've already seen it you know you know, so you know, so I would say my favorite show this season that I haven't consumed already is Mobile Suit Gundam: The Witch from Mercury. Um, I don't really know anything about Gundam. Gundam was always one of those genres. Mecha was always one of those genres of shows that I was like, I'm not gonna like this genre. I'm not, I'm not even gonna approach it. You know, I have watched the first few episodes of Iron Blooded Orphans. I do plan on watching those again in the future, probably just starting from scratch because I don't really remember the first few episodes. And I remember really enjoying those, but I haven't really watched any Gundam. And so Witch from Mercury is, an, is a pleasant surprise. I'm very much enjoying it. There's multiple times during episode three, which is the episode I'm covering, where I said that this is the best show ever made, <laughs> which I'll say to myself a lot when I'm watching shows I, I very much enjoy. Um, so with this one, episode three, um, let's go through it. So we got Ghoul's Dad added an AI to his mobile suit and that's really a big thing that we'll come back to so I don't really want to mention it a lot right now oh man but that's it's it's so disheartening for ghoul you know ghoul um we have a nice little reveal there where that that lady which I think her name was like Pandora or something like that is actually Suleta's mom so like I don't know how much Suleta knows about her mom I don't really remember but um, th- th- that's a great reveal. Like, like, like that's really low key. Where it's like the whole first episode or two, episode two, I think maybe it was in, where it was just like, you know, she was there fighting the the people. She was, you know, Shin Shin Shay and all that stuff. And then we realized, oh, that's Suleta's mom. Whoa, <laughs> you know, because it's like that's that's big. Like like her being the advocate and like fighting for like the Gundam is not a Gundam. It's an Ariel. It's ours. Like. And it being like, oh, that's the daughter. That that's a whole different element, right? Um, we have we, we have some new characters that I hope we see more of, you know, especially in their relation to Suleta. Like we had Nika, who was the one that was very excited to talk about Suleta about her mobile suit. That was fun. You know, she's also the one that was like the earthy and that was was just kind of taking all the bullying. So it'd be it'd, it'd be nice if they, if they become friends. You know, I, I could definitely see it, right? We have Alan. Um, Alan is, is one of the members of the dual 
academy or whatever the the, the dual administration <laughs> and you know he like uh he exchanged you know contact info with suleta so that was nice again another thing offered list you know which is a nice little through line of the show you know i hope they keep the whole list element active in the, in the rest of these episodes um you know, he he seemed cool right he seemed very very non-partial to everything um and one of my favorite parts of this show is suleta right And um, I, I just love her character so much because she is so genuine. She is who she is um, to her core. And so, you know, I love how genuine she is even to Ghoul. Where it's like, you know, Ghoul was kind of getting made fun of by one of the other members. And Suleta stepped up and she was like, hey, stop that. You know, like, you know, m making fun of someone that decides not to run away from stuff is wrong. You know, and, and like even in the elevator, Ghoul's like, why, why did you do that? Why did you say that? Like, don't you want to make fun of me too? And it, it's so like, it's so indicative of both of their characters, you know, because then we go into this whole spiel where she's like the whole, you know, running away gives you one, going through gives you two. We give all that stuff to Ghoul now. And um, you can tell that, 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 that hits home for Ghoul because with her, it's like she has a mom that really cares about her and instilled all of these morals into her and she is why she is mostly because of her mom you know um and then you have ghoul who it's like he i don't know anything and we haven't really seen her his mom if she if she's still alive i don't know all we see is the dad and the dad only cares about winning only cares about like the family name and the reputation and the business and all that stuff you know for we're gonna come back around to it in just a moment but with the whole adding the AI to his robot, to his mobile suit, it's like, that's not, that's just not in the spirit of things, you know? Um, and, and you can tell when, when, when she's going on this whole rant, rant in a, in a, in a nice way, in a positive way, we, we see his facial expression and it's like, this hits home for him. And he's just like, wow, you know, like, I never really thought of it like that. You know, he's like, oh, that's a nice philosophy. Like, he tries to play it off because that's that's who he's supposed to be, quote-unquote. But, like, on the inside, you can tell, like, what she's saying is getting through to him. You know, and it is kind of, like, making him think, like, oh, I didn't, I didn't really know you could think like that. Or, I didn't really know that that's a relationship you should have. Or, oh, I didn't really know that that's what honor means to other people. You know what I mean? Like, that's... It's just so good, you know, and it ends in a way and we're going to get to the ending in just a second, too, of like that whole, you know, the whole conclusion of that, that spark. Right. Um, I wrote down that this duel's a disgrace because it is, you know, like them. The whole AI thing is ridiculous. Right. Where we find out that he's not even fighting the the the, the sticks, the buttons, they're all moving on their own. And he, he can just sit there across his arms and just have the whole duel that way. And it's just like, ugh. But you can tell he doesn't like it, you know, and we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But um, also, like, the rain coming out, it's, it's like, destroying her her lasers, which is, like, one of her biggest weapons. It's just, like, ah, uh, you know, and then we get to the whole, like, philosophy of the school where it's, like, oh, you're, you know, whoever backs you is part of your strength. And it's just, like, really? Like, like you guys, you guys are okay with this? Like, 
I just can't imagine people who are okay with that, that just win. Like, you're just winning because of the the people that back you, not because of your own strength or your own skill or your own uh, intelligence. Like, you're okay with that? You're okay with other people winning for you? Like, ah, oh, that's... Where's the honor in that, you know? Where's the... I don't know. This is this is wrong, you know. And you can tell that like Suleta is the the driving force that is battling this this thought process in this in this academy, right? She's the one like, no, I'm dope, and I'm gonna be dope because I'm dope, you know. There's no one backing me. I'm from Mercury. I'm a quote unquote country bumpkin. Like, nah, I'm nice. I'm the holder. Um, and we have you know Miorene coming in the clutch, top in the rain love that love how their relationship is developing um and then we get more into the dad you know dad's like children should do as their parents say and that's finally when ghouls had enough he breaks the ai system he's like nah i'm not with that i want to win trust me i want to win but i'm gonna win okay it's like oh that's that's the child in you speaking you know you know adults know that only the outcome matters and ghouls like what <laughs> You know, what? Excuse me? No, 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 that's, that's not how we're doing things, you know? Um, so, he, so you know, he, he breaks that and he, he loses, but he's very strong, you know? And Suleta wins. That's great. It's awesome. Uh, there's still so much left on my list. I love that because I love how, like, dorky it is, but also it's it it's sort of a metaphor for what she is and, like, what, what she wants to do. And it's like, no, I came here for a reason and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to achieve my goals. You know, on the surface level, you're just looking at the list goals of like, oh, I want to eat lunch on a rooftop. But, uh, you know, if, if you look deeper, it's like, no, like I'm, I'm, I'm going to be somebody, you know, I'm going to I'm going to be who I want to be. I'm going to do this mobile suit stuff. I'm going to make my mom proud, like, you know. And then um, we, we have a cute little moment where Mio Rene rejected Mio Mio. <laughs> She's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's like, no, 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 that, that sucks. I hate it. It's rejected. And she's like, no, I want, I want to call someone a nickname. And she's like, no, we're not going to do that. Um, but, but then we get the cliffhanger. And again, you know, this all is the culmination of the Suleta and Ghoul rivalry where Suleta comes out and like apologizes to him for underestimating him and saying that you're strong and goes to give him a handshake. And in that moment, it all resonates with him. It all comes together at a head and we have the the kind of like funny part of it where he proposes to her <laughs> she's just like what <laughs> which doesn't make any sense because like he more than anyone should know the the like situation where it's like well i can't marry you because i'm the holder and there's the whole contract where miorina has to marry the holder so you were the one that wanted to be the holder to marry me, Irene. So I feel like you more than anyone should know that I can't do what you're asking me to do. Very, very thick headed. Um, but also there's there's the deeper moment in it where you can see it in his eyes where, you know, part of it is probably affection, but also like admiration and a realization that he lost. And while other people, people he may deem to be friends, would make fun of him and be like, oh, you lost, you lost against this country bumpkin. And, uh, you know, you're not the holder anymore. You're a disgrace to your family. Your, your stock is going down, you know, whatever. Like Suleta said, whoa, you're tough. Like you're like, you're really strong. Like, like that was, that was a great duel. 
Like no one's ever done that before to him in that way. You know, like you know, you know, no one's ever complimented him after he lost. No, no one in their right mind at this academy would do that because all conflicts are settled with duels, and if you lose, you're a loser. You know, so it, it it's great. You know, and again, it's 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 awesome to have a main character like this because that is she's the backbone of this show. You know, like she is going to make this show work, and I just I just love it. I just love it so much. You know. Like I said, I, I said this to myself when I was watching it. This is the greatest show ever made. I'm exaggerating, of course, but there's so much about the show to love. And I just can't wait to see more of it. You know, we're going to see what happens with Ghoul. We're going to see hopefully more characters become friends. We're going to see this whole relationship thing. We're going to see them apparently trying to escape to Earth. More of the mom, hopefully. More of Ghoul's dad. More of Miorine's dad. Like, we're just getting started, I hope. You know, and I, I can't wait. And that is the show. That is the that is the show for this week. Not another isekai. Um, solid week. Solid week. Like like I said, there's there's a couple shows here that I feel like need to clean up their act a little bit, or else I might end up dropping them. But for the most part, having a great time. You know, um, I I love it. Right. Uh, so please let me know what shows uh, you you love. What shows you love this season? What your thoughts are on any of these episodes? Um, let me know. You know, uh, maybe, maybe you know, maybe what shows are getting a little hot for you, getting a little cold for you. Are there any shows that I'm completely missing that I should be checking out? I'd, I'd love to know that as well. Um, uh, what are your predictions for next episodes, right? And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Not another Isekai episode two. Um, you can find this on the Tiger T YouTube channel or on some podcast services i'm in the process of adding this to a bunch more podcast services so be on the lookout for that um and yeah that's pretty much it um yeah until next time uh make sure to watch more anime